Runo two of Kalevala, the land of the heroes, by Elias Lunroth, translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo two, Vainamoinen sowing. Argument: Vainamoinen lands on a treeless country and directs Sampsa Pelervoinen to sow trees. At first the oak will not grow, but after repeated sowings it springs up, overshadows the whole country, and hides the sun and moon. A little man rises from the sea, who fells the oak, and permits the sun and moon to shine again. Birds sing in the trees, herbs, flowers, and berries grow on the ground. Only the barley will not spring up vainamoinen finds some barley corns in the sand on the shore and fells the forest leaving only a birch tree as a resting place for the birds the eagle grateful for this strikes fire and the felled trees are consumed vainamoinen sows the barley prays to ukko for its increase and it grows and flourishes then did Vainamoinen, rising, set his feet upon the surface of a sea-encircled island in a region bare of forest. There he dwelt while years passed over, and his dwelling he established on the silent, voiceless island in a barren, treeless country. Then he pondered and reflected. In his mind he turned it over. Who shall sow this barren country, thickly scattering seeds around him? Pellervoinen, earth-begotten, Sampsa, youth of smallest stature, came to sow the barren country, thickly scattering seeds around him. Down he stooped the seeds to scatter, on the land and in the marshes, both in flat and sandy regions, and in hard and rocky places. On the hills he sowed the pine trees, on the knolls he sowed the fir trees, and in sandy places heather, leafy saplings in the valleys in the dales he sowed the birch trees in the loose earth sowed the alders where the ground was damp the cherries likewise in the marshes sallows rowan trees in holy places willows in the fenny regions juniper in stony districts oaks upon the banks of rivers now the trees sprang up and flourished and the saplings sprouted bravely with their bloom the firs were loaded, and the pines their boughs extended. In the dales the birch was sprouting, in the loose earth rose the alders, where the ground was damp the cherries, juniper in stony districts, loaded with its lovely berries, and the cherries likewise fruited. Vainamoinen, old and steadfast, came to view the work in progress, where the land was sown by Samsa, and where Pellervoinen laboured while he saw the trees had flourished and the saplings sprouted bravely yet had jumala's tree the oak tree not struck down its root and sprouted therefore to its fate he left it left it to enjoy its freedom and he waited three nights longer and as many days he waited then he went and gazed around him when the week was quite completed yet had jumala's tree the oak tree not struck down its root and sprouted then he saw four lovely maidens, five like brides from water rising, and they mowed the grassy meadow, down they cut the dewy herbage, 
on the cloud-encompassed headland, on the peaceful island's summit, what they mowed they raked together, and in heaps the hay collected. From the ocean rose up Tursus, from the waves arose the hero, and the heaps of hay he kindled, and the flames arose in fury. All was soon consumed to ashes, till the sparks were quite extinguished then among the heaps of ashes in the dryness of the ashes there a tender germ he planted tender germ of oak and acorn whence the beauteous plant sprang upward and the sapling grew and flourished as from earth a strawberry rises and it forked in both directions then the branches wide extended and the leaves were thickly scattered and the summit rose to heaven and its leaves in air expanded in their course the clouds it hindered and the driving clouds impeded and it hid the shining sunlight and the gleaming of the moonlight then the aged Vainomoinen pondered deeply and reflected is there none to fell the oak tree and o'erthrow the tree majestic sad is now the life of mortals and for fish to swim is dismal since the air is void of sunlight and the gleaming of the moonlight but they could not find a hero nowhere find a man so mighty who could fell the giant oak tree with its hundred spreading branches then the aged Vainamoinen spoke the very words which follow noble mother who hast borne me luonotar whom me hast nurtured send me powers from out the ocean numerous are the powers of ocean so that they may fell the oak tree and destroy the tree so baneful that the sun may shine upon us and the pleasant moonlight glimmer then a man arose from ocean from the waves a hero started not the hugest of the hugest nor the smallest of the smallest as a man's thumb was his stature lofty as the span of woman decked his head a helm of copper on his feet were boots of copper on his hands were copper gauntlets gloves adorned with copper tracings round his waist his belt was copper in his belt his axe was copper and the haft thereof was thumb long and the blade thereof was nail long Vainamoinen, old and steadfast deeply pondered and reflected while he seems a man in semblance and a hero in appearance yet his height is but a thumb length scarce as lofty as an ox hoof then he spoke the words which follow and expressed himself in this wise who are you my little fellow most contemptible of heroes than a dead man scarcely stronger and your beauty all has vanished then the puny man from ocean hero of the floods made answer i am a man as you behold me small but mighty water hero i have come to fell the oak tree and to splinter it to fragments Vainamoinen, old and steadfast answered in the words which follow you have hardly been created neither made nor so proportioned as to fell this mighty oak tree overthrow the tree stupendous scarcely had the words been spoken while his gaze was fixed upon him when the man transformed before him and became a mighty hero 
while his feet the earth were stamping to the clouds his head he lifted to his knees his beard was flowing to his spurs his locks descended fathom wide his eyes were parted fathom wide his trousers measured round his knee the girth was greater and around his hip twas doubled then he sharpened keen the axe-blade brought the polished blade to sharpness six the stones on which he ground it seven the stones on which he wet it then the man stepped forward lightly hastened on to do his mission wide his trousers and they fluttered round his legs as onward strode he and the first step taken brought him to the shore so soft and sandy with the second stride he landed on the dun ground further inland and the third step brought him quickly where the oak itself was rooted with his axe he smote the oak tree with his sharpened blade he hewed it once he smote it twice he smote it and the third stroke wholly cleft it from the axe the flame was flashing flame was bursting from the oak tree as he strove to fell the oak tree overthrow the tree stupendous thus the third blow was delivered and the oak tree fell before him for the mighty tree was shattered and the hundred boughs had fallen and the trunk extended eastward and the summit to the northwest and the leaves were scattered southwards and the branches to the northward he who took a branch from off it took prosperity unceasing what was broken from the summit gave unending skill in magic he who broke a leafy branchlet gathered with it love unending what remained of fragments scattered chips of wood and broken splinters on the bright expanse of ocean on the far extending billows in the breeze were gently rocking on the waves were lightly drifted like the boats on ocean's surface like the ships amid the sea waves northward drove the wind the fragments where the little maid of poya stood on beach and washed her headdress and she washed her clothes and rinsed them on the shingle by the ocean on a tongue of land projecting on the waves she saw the fragments put them in her birch-bark wallet in her wallet took them homeward in the well-closed yard she stored them for the arrows of the sorcerer for the chase to furnish weapons when the oak at last had fallen and the evil tree was levelled once again the sun shone brightly and the pleasant moonlight glimmered and the clouds extended widely and the rainbow spanned the heavens o'er the cloud-encompassed headland and the island's misty summit then the wastes were clothed with verdure and the woods grew up and flourished leaves on trees and grass and meadows in the trees the birds were singing loudly sang the cheery throstle in the treetops called the cuckoo then the earth brought forth her berries shone the fields with golden blossoms herbs of every species flourished plants and trees of all descriptions but the barley would not flourish nor the precious seed would ripen then the aged Vainamoinen walked around and deeply pondered by the blue wave's sandy margin on the mighty ocean's border and six grains of corn he found there seven fine seeds of corn he found there on the borders of the ocean on the yielding sandy margin on a marten skin he placed them from the leg of summer squirrel then he went to sow the fallows on the ground the seed to scatter 
near to Kaleva's own fountain, and upon the field of Osmo. From a tree there chirped the titmouse, Osmo's barley will not flourish, nor will Kaleva's oats prosper, while untilled remains the country, and uncleared remains the forest, nor the fire has burned it over. Bainamoinen, old and steadfast, ground his axe-blade edge to sharpness, and began to fell the forest, toiling hard to clear the country, all the lovely trees he levelled, sparing but a single birch-tree, that the birds might rest upon it, and from thence might call the cuckoo. In the sky there soared an eagle, of the birds of air the greatest, and he came and gazed around him. Wherefore is the work unfinished, and the birch-tree still unfallen? Wherefore spare the beauteous birch-tree? said the aged Vinamoinen. Therefore is the birch left standing, that the birds may perch upon it. All the birds of air may rest there, said the bird of air, the eagle. Very wisely hast thou acted, thus to leave the birch-tree standing, and the lovely tree unfallen, that the birds may perch upon it, and that I myself may rest there. Then the bird of air struck fire, and the flames rose up in brightness while the north wind fanned the forest and the northeast wind blew fiercely all the trees were burned to ashes till the sparks were quite extinguished then the aged Vinamoinen took the six seeds from his satchel and he took the seven small kernels from the marten skin he took them from the leg of summer squirrel from the leg of summer ermine then he went to sow the country and to scatter seeds around him and he spoke the words which follow now i stoop the seeds to scatter as from the creator's fingers from the hand of him almighty that the country may be fertile and the corn may grow and flourish patroness of lowland country old one of the plains earth mother let the tender blade spring upward let the earth support and cherish might of earth will never fail us never while the earth existeth when the givers are propitious and creation's daughters aid us rise o earth from out thy slumber field of the creator rouse thee make the blade arise and flourish let the stalks grow up and lengthen that the ears may grow by thousands yet a hundredfold increasing by my ploughing and my sowing in return for all my labour ukko thou of gods the highest father thou in heaven abiding thou to whom the clouds are subject of the scattered clouds the ruler all thy clouds do thou assemble in the light make clear thy counsel send thou forth a cloud from eastwards in the northwest let one gather send thou others from the westward let them drive along from southward send the light rain forth from heaven let the clouds distill with honey that the corn may sprout up strongly, and the stalks may wave and rustle. Ukko, then, of gods the highest, father of the highest heaven, heard, and all the clouds assembled. In the light made clear his counsel, and he sent a cloud from eastward. In the northwest let one gather, others, too, he sent from westward. Let them drive along from southward, link them edge to edge together, and he closed the rifts between them then he sent the rain from heaven and the clouds distilled sweet honey that the corn might sprout up stronger and the stalks might wave and rustle 
thus the sprouting germ was nourished and the rustling stalks grew upward from the soft earth of the cornfield through the toil of Vinamoinen. after this two days passed over after two nights after three nights when the week was full completed Vinamoinen, old and steadfast wandered forth to see the progress how his ploughing and his sowing and his labours had resulted there he found the barley growing and the ears were all six-cornered and the stalks were all three-knotted then the aged Vinamoinen wandered on and gazed around him and the cuckoo bird of springtime came and saw the birch-tree growing wherefore is the birch left standing and unfelled the slender birch-tree said the aged Vinamoinen, therefore is the birch left standing and unfelled the slender birch-tree as a perch for thee o cuckoo whence the cuckoo's cry may echo from thy sand-hued throat cry sweetly with thy silver voice call loudly with thy tin-like voice cry clearly call at morning call at evening and at noontide call thou likewise to rejoice my plain surrounding that my woods may grow more cheerful that my coast may grow more wealthy and my region grow more fruitful End of Runo 2 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine